Hello, this is Nikki Toyamasito, Executive Director of Christians for Social Action, and your host for today's episode of 20 Minute Takes. Today, we talk with the Reverend Dr. Justin Fung. He's a pastor at Christ City Church in Washington, D.C., a multi generational, multi ethnic church ministering in the heart of the capital. He's also an urban liturgist and is on faculty with Fuller Seminary in Southern California. He's the author of the book, Learning to Live, a curriculum for cultivating spiritual transformation in multi-ethnic contexts. Justin talks with us about spiritual formation, activism, and the opportunities that we have to be formed in God's image that we may not recognize. Join us for today's conversation. Pastor Justin Fung, thank you so much for joining us here on 20 Minute Takes. Thank you for having me. Now, you have such an interesting background. And the question that I have is, what is the thing that is most surprising or startling to people about you? I mean, because uh, you were born in Hong Kong. Yep. Um, you were educated in, uh, in, in the UK. In, is it fair to say? Kind of like a, a posh um, boarding school in the UK. Uh-huh. Uh, you went to seminary in Southern California and spent time there, and now you're the pastor of an urban church in D.C. What about you is one of the more surprising things that people find out? Um, <laughs> it's probably less. So here's the thing. D.C. is the smallest city I've ever lived in. <laughs> um, Shh, don't say that to the D.C. people. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it, it's, it is. Uh and even with you know, I've uh, in Hong Kong, London, L.A., and now D.C., um, it's still. I, I obviously have met lots of folks who have lived in various places, and, and particularly mm-hmm. to be in D.C. Yeah. Um, but but it is often that's often the first uh, response when people hear, you know, my story of like, oh, you've lived you've lived all over. So so where's family? And so uh-huh. again, I'll tell my parents are still in Hong Kong. I have a brother in Australia, brother in California, and I'm here. Um, and so it's, it's, I think that even in the age of sort of a more globally connected world, Uh we, we do still tend to have expectations that we'll all be in some proximate sphere of geography. Uh Um, it's always an interesting conversation starter. Uh, (laughs) I mean, I think of you as probably one of the most internationally cosmopolitan people I know. Mm which I think is some not meaning it to be necessarily a contradiction. You are also one of the most locally present mm. pastors, pastors of a local church that I know, which I feel like is, you know, one of those uh, units of intimacy that just extends just beyond the family. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. What is that like to hold those two in tension? Or how do you feel like, do those inform each other? Or, or do they pull at each other? Does it create static? Oh, uh, but yes, definitely both. Um, I think even growing up in Hong Kong, I was a third culture kid. So, mm. and what I does third up, culture mean? Can you just third say culture bit? means that we may have a sort of a home culture, yeah, and then that we may have a culture that we're in, and we may not feel like we're part of either. Um, uh, uh-huh. That we yeah. have to bring our own sort of, and oftentimes, you know, second generation immigrant um, kids may be in that situation. Um, increasingly now in the world as, as we do move around and are in more mixed spaces, uh, people feel like they're 
sort of bridge, bridges between cultures and between uh-huh, uh-huh. populations. So I, even that, like I grew up in Hong Kong, I went, my parents would speak Cantonese to me at home. So I would mm-hmm, understand, mm-hmm. at least understand it. I went to an English school with mm. teachers from England. And this uh-huh. is back when Hong Kong was still a British colony. And I went to an American church with pastors oh. from uh, wow. from Texas and Alabama. <laughs> and so even there, like I always felt like, huh, I'm not quite sure where uh-huh. I fit completely. And that has translated in all of the moves that I have made, trying to find um, trying to find my people, trying to find home. Home has yes. always been a, a very elusive but attractive uh, concept to me. Um, and so I think the 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 part of my makeup means that I can be a little bit at home anywhere, mm. but not completely mm-hmm. at home anywhere as well. Interesting. Um, and so yeah. there's there's that like holding those two together in terms of sort of this awareness of you know uh, uh, both of my brothers are also pastors, but a pastor brother in in Australia, mm-hmm. what ministry looks like there, what faith looks like there, spirituality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a brother in California, Southern California, Orange County. What does faith look like there? Spirituality. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents back in Hong Kong. Um, and so, but it's always been important to me, or it's it's become more and more important to me in realizing that it matters, that place matters, um, that it, it matters how we kn- learn and know and steward our location and care for mm-hmm. our, our, mm-hmm. our location because we are embodied people. And so it yes. matters how yeah. present we are, where we are as much as we can be. I know, you know, different folks have different callings to minister all over the place, but even so, you know, whether that, that sort of local sphere of influence is your home, mm-hmm. your neighborhood, mm-hmm. your community, um, all of those are, are interconnected to me. So, yeah, no, I love that. I think one of the things that um, we wanted you to speak on to that point of that interconnectedness of things that are maybe sometimes apart um, is this connection between spiritual formation and maybe spiritual formation, particularly for activists. Yeah. Um, Christians for Social Action looks at the interplay between spiritual formation, strategic action, and theological reflection to respond to justice issues. And I feel like you kind of cover um, those three corners. Um, What is it that you think that um, spiritual formation, um, the role that that plays for activists, maybe where it's needed? uh, I don't know. Can you just comment on those? Because I feel like those are sometimes two things that are separated. Yeah. I think um, where I always start is everything is formative. Oh, okay. Everything is formative and everything is spiritually formative. So this conversation. So this conversation is, it's forming us in some way. Interesting. Um, the ways that we interact with each other, is it's for, it forms us in a particular yes. way. Mm-hmm. And it forms our spirits in a particular way. And it's not that, it's not just when we are intentionally engaging in what we might call spiritual practices ah, where we're being formed. Yes, yeah. Because, you know, what we watch on TV, what we view on our phones, what we yes. read, how who we're spending time with, how we're spending our money, all of that forms us in a particular way, right? It it mm, it, mm-hmm. it whether it it um creates new neural pathways or whether it entrenches existing ones and makes them deeper, 
Uh-huh. Um, they're all formative. It all yes. shapes us in a particular way. You know, I uh, Bob Dylan's song, you got to serve somebody. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that this concept of like, there's never a moment where we're not being discipled by something or someone. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just all of the ads that we're inundated with. I mm-hmm. confess I, more of my purchases than I would like to confess are are targeted ads on social media <laughs> where they just eventually break me down where I'm like, do I need that? I don't need that. And then the next time I see it, uh, I could probably use that. And then the next thing I know, like I have it and I'm like, this was not as fulfilling as I was, it was sold to me. But even that sense of like, oh, okay. Uh, even in relationships, like I remember years ago when I was single and dating and, you know, I think I was getting over like a disappointment and, um, and one of my friends was like, every relational interaction is an informational exchange. Hmm. As in you learn something every time. It might not be a decisive something, uh-huh. but you do learn something. There's something to be learned. There's something every to be learned, whether it's about the other person or about yes. yourself. Like, yes. And I think the same is true of just life. Uh-huh. Our spiritual formation is just what happens to our spirits, what happens to our lives. And so there are times where intentionally we might put ourselves into situations where we are formed in a particular way mm-hmm. and we're aware mm-hmm. of it or we try mm-hmm. to be aware of it, but it's always happening all the time. So when it pertains to activism, like I think oftentimes when we think about activism, we're shooting for a goal, right? Uh-huh, we're shooting yes. for an end. We're trying to see right. a vision come to pass. We're trying to see uh, some better reality come to pass. And we may not always think about not just the how we get there, mm-hmm. but that how we get there is forming, that is forming us as well. Oh, yes. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's, it, that's as important as where we think we're going. Everything is formative. And so it matters not just where we're going, but how we get there. That's so interesting. I mean, because I think part of what you're cutting right to the core of is that there's a pragmatism that comes with activists, right? Yeah. And so I I feel like the word that you're giving us gives a little bit of a pause to the method, but also how we're showing up yeah. as activists. Uh, can you pull that out? Like uh, what, what would be sort of a concrete example of maybe the strategic way to move forward would be blah, blah, blah. But this recognizing that we are being formed in each of these interactions or in our postures, is there something that might help us see yeah, that? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think what what I would say is I'm not simply trying to hold, I mean, I, I think as Christians, we should be held to a higher standard, but I'm not, hopefully not holding us to an unattainable standard in the mm, sense that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus does say, be innocent as doves and as wise as serpents. Yes. Because, yes. because we do live in a world that is hard, that is, where we do experience a lot of brokenness, where, you know, folks that may be, uh, campaigning f- on the other side of an issue that we're that we're shooting for may use more underhand or un- unfair or nefarious tactics where we're mm-hmm. just like but they're mm-hmm. they don't they're not limited by the things that we're limited by and so therefore they're able to get more done yes isn't it worth getting the things done mm-hmm. um and i get that i do mm-hmm. you know I, I when i think about the say i think about the question of of nonviolence. yes in a world that is full of violence, um, in a world where we think, okay, well, the easy thing would be to remove the violent aggressors. 
mm-hmm. usually by violence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think violence only begets violence. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I say that as someone who, who has, you know, I don't have to handle that, you know, I don't have to deal with that in my day to day. Mm-hmm. And I recognize that I say that as a, as a pastor and as a, you know, but I, I think that there's that, it, it, it is what I'm trying to say is I, I want us to, to, to have <laughs> set our eyes on Jesus and shoot for the things of the kingdom, even yes. as we recognize, like we do live in a broken world and, and uh-huh. our motives are never unadulterated. There's yes. always mixed motives. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, what I, <laughs> I think what I end up being is like really mixed up and nuanced about, you know, um, it takes a lot of spiritual inspiration. And by that, I mm-hmm. mean the inspiration of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to give us the imagination to see that the things that God gives us, the tools that God gives us are not ineffective, mm. even though sometimes we might feel that way mm-hmm. in the day to day. It might mm-hmm. feel like nonviolence oh, is, I see. Yeah. is a weaker weapon, is a weaker tool yeah. than violence. But I have to believe i i have to and the only i have to believe that nonviolence is the way of the kingdom because that's the 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 example that jesus gave to me and i have to believe that and the only way i can believe that is by the spirit of god reminding me mm-hmm. this is it this is mm-hmm. the way this mm-hmm. is the way it may not feel like the easiest way or the mm-hmm. most effective way yeah but it is the way of uh, uh, of the kingdom of god yeah. Oh, no, that's super helpful because I feel like what you're what you're calling folks to is this recognition of sort of fidelity or faithfulness to the way that Jesus invites us to show up in the world, yeah. even if it looks like it's going to be less effective, yeah, slower, but to maybe have this longer view, both of our own formation in the process, but also even the practical attainment of these these goals. Yeah. Um, when I think of spiritual formation, and honestly, I think in my own practice. I quickly get to things like remote areas and mm. idyllic hills that are <laughs> removed and beautiful, inspiring. Maybe it's the ocean, maybe it's the desert, maybe it's a mountain, but I rarely think of a city. Mm. And you are a pastor of an urban church embedded in the heart of the city, very mm-hmm. connected to the community. Is there something about kind of this urban Christian community that? feeds spiritual formation in a way that maybe we haven't had eyes to see? Hmm. That's a good question. I think, I mean, the thing is we are always for like everything is formative. And so uh-huh. even our, even our geography is formative. Uh-huh. So it matters, um, you know, if we, how far apart from our neighbors we are. It matters how, how far we have to drive to see our friends. Like, uh-huh. and I'm not saying like, you know, judgment, judgment on anything. That's not my own experience. Of <laughs> 15 course minutes is better yeah. <laughs> than 45. <laughs> uh, because there's always, there's always blessings and shadow sides um, hmm. mm-hmm. to, to take a very, you know, uh, sort of a mundane example. Like when we were in, you know, lockdown, pandemic lockdown, and we could just roll out of bed and jump on a Zoom call for mm-hmm, work. Mm-hmm. Like there is a blessing there mm-hmm. for some, mm-hmm. and that's also a curse for some because yeah. the lines between work and home became lost. Yeah. 
um, you know, for some who have to commute, um, you know, 30, 45 hour uh, a day, like there's a, there's a, a downside, a shadow side, of course, of, you know, the time that you lose that you could be spending with loved ones, with family and so on. Mm-hmm. But there is also, it could be a blessing of you have set time to maybe call loved ones. Maybe you spend some more time in prayer because there's nothing else to do on your journey. <laughs> um, so in that regard, I think that um, what I would talk about in terms of being in the city, we are faced with each other more often. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. We're in closer proximity to each yeah. other. I think of, uh, you know, I don't think of the city as any more righteous or any more sinful uh, uh-huh. than, and then anywhere else. But I think that the closer we are to each other, the more we are confronted with each other. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. the closer we are to each other in, in, in proximity, mm-hmm. um, the more we're confronted with each other. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we're confronted with diversity. We're confronted with difference. We're confronted with, um, you know, whether it's uh, racial or ethnic or socioeconomic, um, or educational, Mm-hmm. Um, we're mm-hmm. confronted with that. We, we, we have the opportunity to pay attention and I'll mm-hmm. say we have the mm-hmm. opportunity to, because we don't always pay attention. Yeah. Um, many of us can put our AirPods in and walk around. That um, is just totally getting to what where I was picturing. Get yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, we could look at the demographic numbers of a city like DC, big 40 ish percent black, 40 ish percent white. And, you know, and be like, oh, like it's fairly, it's fairly, you know, demographically even. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But if you look at the segregated map of DC, you will see Mm -hmm, that. And if you mm -hmm. look at, and if you map on top of that, the socioeconomics and the educational equity inequities and the health inequities, like you could see the numbers themselves, like it's, it's an opportunity Mm -hmm, to pay attention mm -hmm. to what's happening and to what God may be calling us into. It's not always something that we take, um, or, or accept the invitation to. Yeah. So I think that being in the city, you have more opportunity to be confronted by the goodness and the brokenness of people and of mm-hmm. individuals. So, mm-hmm. Oh, that's fantastic. That's really helpful. I'm, even as you were talking, I was feeling a little bit convicted of the way that I put in my own podcast. I kind of create my own cocoon yeah. of what I want to do as I journey through, and to be honest, I think I'm insulating myself from all the interactions, yeah, and a little bit from uh, from the observations or just being present in a different way, yeah, um, yeah. So, and, and listen, I'm not, uh, you know, I I think that there's a there's a there's a a health like we have to put limits, like we have to know, like we're not called to be available and like on <laughs> yes. all the time to everything, you know. I think about. I think about like our phones and I think about our social media. Like we, we, we aren't geared to, we can't handle all of the emotional whiplash from all of the, like you flip once and you're seeing trauma in Gaza and you flip once and you're seeing a meme about like, you know, the super Taylor Swift and you flip, you know, and you flip once and you see a family member who's going through something really joyful and you flip another time. Like that is such emotional whiplash and such spiritual whiplash yeah, that like we do have to create. All right, what are the boundaries that I'm going to put in place uh, to to not disengage, but to responsibly and faithfully engage? Yes, 
I, I, I appreciate that. It helps us to be more present and more awake in the places. But you are, I appreciate Pastor Justin, you're very non judgmental. <laughs> you're passionate and convicted, but I feel like you also have a very generous space that you hold. Um, last question that I have for you as you are um, investing in this church and, um, and trying to sort of influence it towards um, a deeper awareness of um, these invitations for spiritual formation all around, and also this invitation to be part and present to the community that it's around. What does some of that look like? What are some of the things that you are pressing in as you are bringing those two things together? The way that I think about spiritual formation, the way that I think about um, just how, just uh, maybe another way to put it is just how God works, is that God always meets us where we are and always points us to better. Mm-hmm. If we if we cannot be met where we are, yes. we won't pay attention. There's no reason for us to pay attention mm-hmm. if we don't feel like somebody mm-hmm. is actually caring about us mm-hmm. and not just you know, seeing us as a consumer or as a, um, as a, a target. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we're only met where we are, then we're not growing. Hmm. Mm-hmm. We're not, mm-hmm. um, we're not learning. We're not mm-hmm. being, being stretched and transformed where none of us, <laughs> unfortunately, maybe fortunately, but none of us comes out of the womb looking like Jesus. <laughs> and not, certainly none of us goes through any stretch of life without encountering the brokenness in the world, mm, brokenness mm-hmm. in relationships and our own families that shape us and misshape us in certain ways. And so knowing that, all right, I got to meet my people where they are with the concerns, the cares, the schedules, the challenges, the traumas, the triggers and, and that, that, that we're all carrying. I'm not just projecting it onto them. Like I'm, very much, I got my own stuff to work through. I got my own things to talk about with my therapist or spiritual director. Like I have to be aware of that myself mm-hmm. within myself so that I'm not mm-hmm. just projecting or uh, working out my uh, therapy in practice because that's terrible. That would be yes. <laughs> unfortunately common, but it would be tragic uh, mm-hmm. and, and irresponsible. But I'm also, I'm, I'm not just meeting my, my people and myself where... I am where they are, where I am mm-hmm. in the way that God encounters us, mm-hmm. but also continuing to say, well, what does, what does the flourishing of the kingdom of God look like? What does mm, the liberation yeah. of the kingdom of God look like? Not just for you. Yes. So that is important, Yes. but also in the ways that you interact in your relationships and, and also the ways that you interact in your, uh, in your community and also mm-hmm. the ways that you participate in, in the world. Yes. Um, and and I think that that's where it's so important. Like everything is formative and everything is connected. Yes. Like all of the sort of the the, the great teachers of faith and, and examples of faith recognize, the mystics recognize everything is interconnected. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's how I try to hold those together and try to cast cast that vision as as both expansive and local. Yes. Um, as as it is. And just help folks see, like, that there's more going on. There's always more going on. All of the things that you hold, all of the things that you're working through, all of the things that you're anxious about, dreaming about, they matter. Mm-hmm. They do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And it's not the only thing that matters hmm. because mm-hmm. how you handle that has an impact on how you interact with the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's, it's so helpful and it's also challenging. Pastor Justin, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of 20 Minute Takes. Thanks, Nikki. Twenty Minute Takes is a production of Christians for Social Action. Our music was created by Andre Henry, and this episode was mixed and engineered by Willowsa Media. If you like this episode, spread the word by subscribing, reviewing, or sharing. I'm your host, Nikki Toyamasito. If you want to find out more about our work, visit the website at christiansforsocialaction.org. Thank you.